Hey there, I'm Edwina Kennedy, registered pediatric dietitian and mom of two, and this is the My Little Eater podcast. Each week, I'll be dishing out all the best info on feeding and nutrition for your baby and toddler, answering all of your what do I do when scenarios, and helping you gain complete confidence in not only feeding your child, but in parenting as well. Every episode is filled with actionable and proven feeding strategies delivered by a mama and a feeding expert who's been there and done that. I hold your hand and I take you step-by-step through all stages of feeding while showing you how to implement what I teach you so that you can raise a happy and healthy little eater of your own. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the My Little Eater podcast. Today I'm in a sing-songy voice. I don't know why the sun is out and you know, I'm not going to fight it. I'm having a pretty good morning so far. I hope you are too. And today's episode is actually going to be short and sweet. And probably, I mean, I just realized the reason why I'm in such a good mood is because it's birthday week here at MLE. And that means that it is the birthday of My Little Eater, MLE for short, if you did not know what MLE stood for. And it is my personal birthday. So I actually launched my... I guess, nutrition counseling consulting company about four years ago now. And it happened about a week before my birthday. And it's just funny how it all coincided. Kind of like a little unconscious gift to myself because I'm so happy. It is literally the best thing that's ever happened to me because I get to do what I love. And I love helping parents just like you feel confident feeding their babies and toddlers and raising healthy eaters and never having to think twice about what they're doing again because they know they're doing the best that they can for their kids. And basically, the online courses started about a couple years after that. I started first with in-person counseling under that name anyway. I had been doing it for years and years before that, but officially started under this new company name of My Little Eater and the rest is history. Once I realized I wanted to reach more people, I was like, we've got to go to online courses and scale (laughs) and reach more people and target more people all around the world, which is exactly what we've done. And I'm so happy that we're here. And I'm just so incredibly thankful to have all of you listening in today. And if you've been here for a while, wow. I mean, I am... Like you don't even understand how crazy cool that is of a thought for me to think that somebody like you has been around here for so long just listening in and supporting and getting all the good info. So if you're new, welcome. And I hope you stick around for a long time because I love being friends with all of you. Anyway, all right, moving on to today's topic, which has to do with my birthday, by the way. I didn't just ramble for nothing. It is all about my thoughts on sugar-free or sugar-included birthday cakes, you know, smash cakes for your little one-year-old. So this is going to be a short and sweet episode. I just want to kind of give you my opinion and thought process behind, you know, these two different options. And at the end of the day, you know how it works with me. I give you some info. You make your own decision based on what's right for you and your family. There is no judgment and it is only what works for you that is the best thing at the end of the day for your family. So... Let's start by talking about what is a smash cake. If you do not know, a smash cake is basically that little tiny cutesy cake that's offered to babies when they're turning one that is sort of a personalized cake because the idea is that they're going to smash into it, they're gonna dig into it with their hands, they're going to try and eat it, they're gonna make a mess all over, and they're probably gonna get it all over their face, mouth, body, and hence the typical photo shoot that usually goes with it, which is the cutest thing in the world. So it's a really fun tradition. 
marks a huge milestone. And like I said, there's kind of two groups of people out there in the world. We've got the people who are offering a real cake, the good old traditional birthday cake full of sugar deliciousness. And you've got people who are really concerned about you know, offering their baby something that's so full of sugar and uh, them eating a lot of it especially and just kind of wanting to find a healthier alternative for their little one. Now, let's just start with the nutrition talk first, okay? Technically, it is recommended by pretty much every organization out there and definitely by me to avoid added sugars before age two. If at all possible, when at all possible, definitely it's a great idea. And that's pretty self-explanatory, I feel like, as to why. I mean, we know that sugar is not adding any nutritional value to your child's diet, and it is definitely something that could be harmful, especially in large quantities and in the long term, to uh, be giving them a diet that is high in sugar. And it's easy when they're babies to kind of just not even have it around. I mean, especially if it's your only child. But even if you have another sibling at home, It's not, I mean, until they approach maybe 18 months and then maybe two years of age, they're not even really noticing or realizing like what's out there. And if there is something, I just kind of treat it like a choking hazard. No, you can't have that. Here you go. Here's your food. I mean, when they're young, it's so easy to kind of just offer them what you know you want them to eat and not offer them the other stuff. So there is that. The other part with sugar, of course, is it's going to shape their preferences, their taste buds to like and enjoy more sweet things. That doesn't mean that if you waited until they're eight, two years of age or three years of age and then you offer sugar or sweets that that's not going to happen it is likely anyway because we're all human and we all have this innate you know love for sweet things however you know the earlier we're doing it the kind of more tricky it gets because that is when babies are really shaping their taste buds or taste preferences and we want them to have a solid foundation where they are exposed to and exploring and frequently eating tons of variety in flavors and textures so that by the time they get to that almost inevitable I want to say picky phase they have a really good foundation of foods that they still love, they still enjoy, and they can always come back to that foundation as they move through and get past that picky stage. So that is why I also, you know, don't recommend introducing sweets before two. But then the other thing it's funny that people always kind of say is like, you know, that they're going to be missing out on something if you don't offer them these like real cakes, right? So they'll say things like, oh, what a sin, like you're not offering them a real birthday cake. Oh my God, like it's their birthday. Like, come on, like lighten up. They're, you know, they're gonna wanna enjoy themselves, all this kind of thing. And I'm like, well, they don't really know what birthday cake's supposed to taste like or that birthday cake's even a thing. So technically they don't even know what they're missing out on. So technically this isn't really a sad thing (laughs) in my eyes, right? So there is that kind of perspective to take. So I guess that's one side. Now, the second side of things is that if you really think about this from a broader view, right? So if you're kind of not honing in on this one meal, but you're kind of stepping back and you're like, okay, this is one point in time, one meal, if you want to call it a meal, that is full of sugar. Yeah. And maybe it has some artificial dyes in it. Yeah. But is this going to ruin them for life? No. You know, is this going to affect their long-term preferences from one time? No, not really. It's, it isn't. So as long as you're not offering them 
added sugars for no reason on a regular basis or you're kind of getting careless with things and you're like, whatever, let things slip here and there because one one meal is not going to make a difference. If you're not kind of doing it often and you're really being careful about it, seriously, this cake is not going to make a difference. They will not be obese. They will not have diabetes. They will not have any like serious sugar addiction because they had cake once when they were one, right? So that is the other perspective and I think it's a really real perspective. And so what I'm trying to say is that both of these are valid and I guess it really just depends on you and the family and your family, what you think is important what you want to do, what your family thinks, what your traditions are, that kind of thing. Now with my kids, what did I do? I personally did give them real sugar cakes. Like we went to our local grocery store. I just picked up a cake from there. It was simple. It was easy. And my kids actually didn't like it, especially actually both of my kids didn't really dig into it. And my youngest son never liked cake for years, 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 years. Like I'm telling you until he was about eight or nine, you couldn't get him to have any kind of cake with buttercream icing or any kind of just sugary icing in general. The only cake he would eat was ice cream cake, but he hated every other cake. So there you go. I gave him a real cake and then look, he still hated it years later. So that's what I did with my kids and it was fine. And the reason why I did that is because again, I kind of took the perspective of A, I don't have time to make a cake on this day, in this week, for this party. And that was a huge factor. And B, one time is not going to make any difference in the end of the day in the grand scope of things. Now that all being said, if I was to go back in time and think of what I know now and especially with the recipes that I know of that are actually quite easy to make and you know just kind of what I would do again, I would probably find a way to make a cake that's a little bit more balanced and this is what I mean. Now technically sugar is sugar. So you will find cakes that are made out of you know, regular white sugar, some with brown sugar, some with molasses, some with honey, which by the way, at one year of age, they can have honey. So you can introduce it in their birthday cake. You know, there's a whole bunch of different types of sugar out there. At the end of the day, sugar is technically sugar. It's going to, you know, cause the same long-term effects no matter what type of sugar you're offering. But that being said, you do have some nutrients that are more present amongst those sugar molecules with different types of sugar products. So for example, if you have highly refined sugar, like white sugar or high fructose corn syrup, for example, you can have bigger blood sugar spikes. And we're talking minute differences, by the way, in a very short-term situation, but it is kind of a fact. So you can choose a recipe that has some sugar, is still sweet, that other people will enjoy, let's say adults at the party, that could be a little bit less processed, a little bit better. And again, that could be something like maybe sugar from fruit, which I personally love so much because that fruit is bound to tons of fiber, tons of micronutrients. It could also be honey, again, maybe, especially if it's a really pure, good quality honey, that would be an amazing kind of added bonus to get those antimicrobial nutrients, uh, you know, added in, I suppose, as like a little boost, if you will. Again, this is one one meal, one time. It's not going to make a huge difference, but it's nice. And the other thing that I think is really now important that I've really learned over the years is balancing sugar. So whatever type of sugar you have, if you're balancing it with lots of fiber, lots of protein, lots of fat, that is going to lower blood sugar spikes. You're not going to see this crazy 
crash you know, crash and burn after having a lot of sugar and like you won't be as worried that your baby's going to, you know, be up and not sleeping and kind of cranky because of the sugar drop or the sugar crash. So I think that finding a recipe that has a little bit less carbs in it in general because you know you're adding sugar anyway, so that's gonna be your big carb source. So maybe finding a recipe that doesn't use regular flour and instead might use like an almond flour, if your baby, by the way, can eat nuts, or a coconut flour because they have more fat in them. They have, even the almond flour has more protein in it. So that's gonna balance some things out with the sugar content of the cake. It's delicious too. Like there's tons of great recipes that are absolutely delicious. I will say I've tested tons and so many are really bad, but I'm going to share a recipe with you in just a second that is amazing. I have tested, like I said, I probably tested about 15 different recipes over the last year because I knew I wanted to come up with a really great smash cake recipe that I could share confidently. And I've come up with the one that is amazing. But um, most of the, I mean, you can find ones that are good. The one downside I'd say with using an almond flour or a coconut flour base for your cake is that it is it's expensive. So, I mean, that's something to kind of take into consideration, especially if it's just for a baby to smash into it and like chuck all over the floor. But I do think that from a health perspective, that is kind of the way I would go now with the things that I know and with the recipe that I have. So let me just get into this recipe really quick. So I have now made this recipe like tons of times and I actually now use it as our staple cake recipe for everything, for adults, for kids, for fancy occasions, for anything. It's so easy. Like I'm telling you so easy. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ingredients. And that includes like salt and baking soda, you know? So that's kind of like so, so few ingredients. And they are ingredients that I always have in my cupboard. And you guys, the texture of this cake is perfect. It is moist. It falls apart easily. It actually makes it easy to smash into. Like if your baby goes and digs their hands into it, it's going to fall apart and crumble and get all over them. And that's what you want for the pictures, right? I have tested so many recipes where it's like dense and hard because of the reduced sugar in the recipe. It's gross. Like it's not, doesn't taste good. It doesn't look good in photos. Your baby can't even get into it. Just X, big X. So this recipe I love, I stand behind. It is added sugar-free. It is gluten and grain-free in case that is where you're at with your baby and it's dairy-free, okay? So it hits, checks off so many boxes and I actually had somebody make it a chocolate base cake by just adding some cocoa to the recipe so you can totally change up the flavor. And the frosting is made of coconut milk, right? It's a coconut milk frosting, that's it, so easy. You can also flavor that up if you want, but it is as healthy as healthy can get, really. And it whips so easily and I just, yeah, so easy to spread around. You can tell I'm excited about this. And so what I have done is I have actually included the recipe for you as a standalone freebie. Typically this is inside of my monthly membership, the Little Eaters Club. It's amongst a whole bunch of different recipes that I launch every single month to um, help you kind of, you know, feed your baby, feed your toddler without having to worry about what to make and what foods are gonna be approved by a dietitian and all that kind of thing. But this one I'm giving to you for free even if you're not a member, you can download it using the link in my show notes. And guys, I promise you, you are going to love it. And if you make it, I would 
love for you to tag me in it. Like just post it on stories or send me a picture in my DMs on Instagram because I will die. A, over pictures of your baby just generally in front of a cake and smashing into it. It's like my favorite thing in the world to see. And maybe, you know what, you can do this as a little birthday gift to me because I do love seeing it so much. And I just love to know your thoughts on the cake. I am telling you, it's so, so good. So I hope you love it. Download it. Like I said, link is in the show notes. Get the recipe and enjoy that first birthday party or whatever you decide to do with your little one. Enjoy it. Enjoy this milestone. And I will talk to you guys soon. If you love this episode, please leave me a review. It means the world to me. Read every single one. And I thank you in advance for that. All right, guys. Take care. Have a wonderful week. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye.